Hey, good evening, sports fans. It's another episode of Sports Forks Highway. Forks Sports Highway. <laughs> Again, I don't remember what we call ourselves. Um, tonight, it's legendary coaches out, both college and NFL. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, Los Angeles Clippers, signs a $300 million extension. Raptors coach blasts officiating. And Bud Harrelson, uh, Mets great passes. Uh, among all kinds of other things going on. But uh, before we even jump into anything else, uh, over here, of course, I've got co-host, Mr. Legend Bill Deutsch. Co-host, yeah. There he hey, is. Hey, Monte. <laughs> my, my thorn in my side, this guy. Uh, <laughs> no Raven tonight. She's got a birthday party or something to go to. Um, so we're not going to have any uh, rants about professional... <laughs> I know, professional athletes being overpaid and spoiled rotten brats and all that, but... I'm sure she'll... There must be some sound that we make when we have bad news, isn't there? Well, no, that's not it. <laughs> there you go, Lonnie, that one, that one. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Raven, no Raven tonight. Supersonic's going to call in a little bit earlier, though, so that'll be that. Um, I've got uh, this little uh, advertisement here I want to kick off with is the Buzz Run. The Buzz Run Vintage Snowmobile Show and Run is back and better than ever. Mark it down on your calendar. January 13th, the Beehive in Reynolds is the place to be. Registration starts at 8.30 and judging starts at 11.30 and the ride to Brewski's is at 1.30. Make sure to register your sled or sleds at just $10 per sled. There's the People's Choice, Mayor's Choice, Kids Class, Best Dressed, Furthest Traveled, and of course, the Loud Pipe Contest. And make sure to buy a raffle ticket for a beautiful 1968 Polaris Mustang 372 and two cash giveaways. The Buzz Run Vintage Snowmobile Show and Run January 13th at the Beehive in Reynolds. Brought to you by the Beehive and the Valley Drift Riders. So Bill, you're going to be out there drinking on a snowmobile? Boy, I I don't know. (laughs) Probably the last time I... Was on a snowmobile. It was probably that 1968 was a brand new sled. <laughs> yeah. uh, don't don't forget, GFBS will be there doing coverage uh, this this weekend. So look at GFBS Facebook, Twitch, YouTube for all interviews and coverage from the event all day Saturday. Well, there you go. Well, those guys never miss a chance to get out there and have a brewski too. That's the the. the, the Anybody at GFBS like brewskis? Um, well, the guy that runs the studio and owns the place, yeah, he likes them a little bit. Jordan Adams, yeah. yeah. <laughs> er, no, 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 we're, no, I'm, we're, talking, I'm we're, talking about owner of the Beehive. No, we're, we're talking about GFBS. Hey, we love the Beehive. Beehive is awesome. They, yeah. they, they're, they're, they're great people over there. And if people want a good preview for the for the buzz run uh, on the GFBS interview on Monday, uh, uh, John interviewed uh, a couple of the owners and workers at the Beehive, Jordan Adams and uh, Drew, from over there. And a nice, good primer to set up everything to expect from the snowmobile rally and some, some clips from last year's event where we're kind of filming some of the snowmobile rallies side by side. It, it's probably like one of my favorite remote coverages we do all year. So, yeah, Well, and I know John, those must be some of his drinking buddies out there. He, and that's, he's got a couple of them. That's John's wheelhouse, too. He's a former snowmobile, snowmobiler, too, so he's got just pick his brains about it. Yeah, it's well, great always, times. He always likes the dangerous sports. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, you, you can't be around a guy that crashed in an airplane. You know, he, <laughs> and then <laughs> sprint cars and... Yeah, well, racing's his thing, but yeah, that that's... Uh, uh, he likes to live dangerously, I think. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm more conservative. I don't even like to go on ice and ice fish. Oh yeah, no, no snowmobiles, been, no motorcycles. 
No, no, no ATVs, no hang gliders, no jumping off bridges with bungee jumps and all that kind of stuff. There was somebody down by Jamestown or something that guy went in the water with a snowmobile and two guys were fishing, ice fishing there. Oh, no. And they ended up trying to get this guy out. And every time they'd get close to the edge, you know, more ice would. Oh, yeah. There's been, a t- there's been a ton of uh, ice uh, kind of ice fishing and just ice breaking incidents on lakes, especially Minnesota this last month so or so. These guys then tied their like shirts together. I don't know if they're in flannel shirts or whatever, and they got this guy out. But I mean, they're extremely guy, lucky. Extremely Hulk, lucky. That, that guy on the well, snowmobile should be dead. Well, and, and that happens a lot. And then to have somebody right there that you know hears you go into the water like that right place right time i mean in that in those circumstances yeah. oh yeah and it it just happened within the last couple of days well and, and you know riding snowmobile you know, lakes are one thing because and, and not right now but but in most years lakes are pretty solidly frozen uh and and, and even then you have the pressure ridges and stuff where you could you're Trucks could fall through or whatever, but going out there on, on a snowmobile, the the thing is always about people. I, I never would ever get. I don't understand riding a snowmobile on the frozen river, the, the Red River. Well, I suppose it's you. You think it's pretty safe on there because there shouldn't be any trees or anything that you're going to run over. But somebody's always falling through on a snowmobile, and and well, there, there we go. We got a we got an early caller here. Uh, I'm only here for the first 15 minutes or so. I've been here all day, but stick around a little bit to help get you guys kickstarted a little bit. And joining us right now is Mr. Supersonic Steve. Hello. Well, hello there from the West Coast. Yeah, I'm sure he's disappointed. No, no, no delightful Raven tonight. Oh, Dale. Oh no, Dale. Dale will oh. have to imitate her. Yeah. Oh, I, no, no, I, I would be. Sh- I'd be shaming Raven's voice. I, I cannot. I, I, I cannot pull it off. You, you got no rants you want to go off oh. on or anything like that. But again, there's no Raven caliber worthy LeBron rants. So, <laughs> no. I actually, I was bumping. I bumped into someone yesterday. I was kind of picking their brains about uh, uh, basketball and and. I'm like, oh, what team are you into? And they're like, oh, I'm just a fan of LeBron James. I just and I just bit my tongue. I did. I, I thought of you guys. I thought about going into the whole backstory about it, and I was like, no, no, the can't do it. LeBron no. James can't do show. It. I didn't want to rain on the guy's parade just meeting this guy for the first time. And yeah, well, well, since we rolled into that topic, um, the Lakers are 19 and 19 uh, today. You know, come uh, December 9th, they won the in-season championship, and uh, they've been horseshit ever since. Uh, but well, I saw some somewhere too that the voting for the NBA All Star team is oh, out there. LeBron's too. way out in front. Well, him, it's him and somebody else. Him I and Giannis. Remember. Him and Giannis. Oh, Giannis. Okay. They've been the two. They're of, the two leaders. And, and in the clubhouse. Well, and so LeBron and the Lakers uh, had a big win this week over the Toronto uh, Raptors. Uh, they won by one point, one thirty-two to one thirty-one. But in the fourth quarter of the game. The the Lakers shot twenty three free throws and the Raptors shot two. It's a one point game, and then the NBA comes out with a statement, and and the only thing they could find was there was two other falls they should have called on the Raptors. I'm calling bullshit. Yeah, it seems very rare for a team just to go to the go to the line only twice. 
uh, a whole game. Versus 20. No, this is the fourth quarter. Oh, oh, in the fourth. I thought you were talking about the whole game. No, this is just the fourth quarter. Wow. 23 times to the line versus two in the fourth quarter, and then you lose by one. So the Raptors head coach went off on air at post game. He he, he should have. And he literally was saying, if this is what you're going to, he said, this is a disgrace to the league. He said, if this is what you're going to do, you might as well tell us before the game and we won't even show up. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. He probably got a little fine for that one. Oh, you bet he did. You bet he did. (laughs) He's probably figured it was well worth it. Yeah. 25K. But, but you know, that's the thing about, you know, you're going to call fouls like that lopsided in in a fourth quarter. It's like holding in the NFL, Bill. I mean, you you could call it on every play, couldn't you? Probably. And and then and then to call fouls and then when the league office comes out, you know, most of the time the league office comes out and says, "Oh, we're sorry, we blew a couple plays here. Uh, too bad for you, you lost because of that." But in this instance, they come back out with this kind of smartass report saying, "No, we could have called two more fouls on the Raptors." And I'm like, "Bullshit!" You know, LeBron James' whole game <laughs> is, is running over people. You know, mm-hmm. and leave it before the game's over. Yeah, that too. Uh, he's he's, he's that, yeah. that. That's a character trait right there, out there. You you he's LeBron a, lovers, that's a character that trait. A, those, those are some fun rants he had last week. <laughs> well, when he when he walks off the court before the game's over and losses, that's a character trait that all the youth out there are going to emulate down the road because they think he's god of basketball. They, none of them. You're know, exactly right. None of them know who Wilt Chamberlain is, Oscar Robertson, Jerry West. Bernard King, uh, Gus Williams. Uh, you know, you could go on and on and on about guys that were class acts throughout their careers that never did anything like that. And I, you know, I think if I'd have played with a teammate that walked off before the game was over, I'd have beat him up afterward. <laughs> what do you think, Bill? Well, well you would have said something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, while we're on basketball, before I got to take off here in a few minutes here, uh, I guess I can kind of like one of the notes I passed along in the group chat here this past week. I figured just working in this around basketball is, uh, Ricky Rubio, awesome former Timberwolves yeah. player, uh, announced his retirement. I guess he really hasn't really played much at all this season. He, he announced he was taking like a mental health break in the in, in July, and he just never came back for it with the Cavs. Uh, and he's he's been kind of like a he had a really great like twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two, but then he kind of had some knee injuries flare up again. And then he I guess he didn't go into detail. He released a statement saying like I think at the end of July he's taking a mental health break. He said he was had one of the darkest days of his life. He said he didn't, won't go into specifics just for privacy, but he said he would down the road. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so he just, yeah, he had a, it was 12 years in the NBA, first seven with the Timberwolves, and I think he came back for one or two more years in between teams. Uh, yeah, one of the first, the only Timberwolves game I made it to was uh, when his first year he wasn't with the Timberwolves, with the Jazz, and uh, the, the Timberwolves still gave him, like, a big old hero's welcome, and it was for their home opener that season. Well, when he landed with the Jazz, he actually had a pretty good uh, season there. Um, he, Ricky Rubio, you know, he's, he was playing pro basketball overseas when he was, like, 14 years old. Yeah, he played, mm-hmm. he, he got drafted, uh, like, I think a top 10 pick, and then he was still, he still had two years of rights with Spain when he was drafted before he could come over and play. Right. And, and he, he was he was fun to watch, uh, yeah. Well, he, he he, but the, you know the thing was is when he first got to the NBA, um, he was a nothing but a passer basically, and he was a, a weak defender and he couldn't shoot, so he he had to work on that that shot, and and he got to be where he was respectable shooter but not a great shooter. Um, he always could pass, but he 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 was the type of passes that I personally don't care for, like the behind the back between the legs kind of stuff. 
Um, I, I'd rather see John Stockton come down and just do a straight old chest pass, you know, bounce pass one or the other, and the, the straight up without all the flair. Uh, Ricky Rubio was no Pete Maravich, okay, when it comes to that kind of passing. Um, Not but, a fan of the no look passes. No, no, and, 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 and the, the thing was, is he came in with such accolades. Uh, the pressure on him to be this this top notch performer was was pretty heavy for a young guy, and then he became almost like a model, not not a model basketball player, but like a runway model for guys, like you know. So so he got famous. Uh, women adored this guy. He had girlfriends all over the place. He was that kind of guy, uh, mm-hmm. you know. So so I don't know, you know. It, Kudos to him. He got a 12-year career yeah. out of it. and but All, all of a good pension. Yeah. yeah well, he, I saw quite a bit of the Timberwolves and uh, Celtics last oh night. Oh, man. Overtime heartbreaker. That, so. was a, that was a good game. Well, the Timberwolves have lost four out of five, but they remain atop the Western Conference, best record in the Western Conference yet. Well, they had played the night before in Miami, and then they couldn't fly out because of weather for some reason. So they didn't get to Boston till like 1 o'clock that day. So what was it, too hot in Miami? What? Well, no, <laughs> it must have been. <laughs> there have been mechanical delays, air traffic delays. Well, I would say it was rain or snow. Uh, or well, so that, remember that plane that the window fell out or the door fell out? They, <laughs> they stopped a whole bunch of flights. Well, I yeah. don't want to be getting on no plane know, with no doors or windows know, falling out. Rudy Gobert was still kind of nursing a knee injury there, so I know he didn't play last yeah, night. Yeah, he didn't play. Yeah, but so so they went to overtime and got beat by the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, yeah, so, Celtics well, are the best team in the league, so. Well, well yeah, you, you got the leaders in the East and the leaders in the West. and and Finals preview, perhaps. All, all I heard was that when it came down to crunch time at the end, uh, Anthony uh, Edwards kind of dribbled out the clock, the shot clock on a bunch of possessions, trying to be the man. Um, and, and Jason Tatum basically was doing the same thing on the other end, but scoring. And, and, and I don't know what it is about these, these modern-day players where they think they got to take over a game and not, like, distribute the ball or, 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 or uh, defer to somebody else. I mean, there are certainly other better shooters, at least as good, like Town, Carl Anthony Towns is, is a good, as good a shooter as Ant is. And if Ant won't pass the ball, you know, they've, they've kind of hit a little skid in the road. You know, they were playing lights out for a while, and now there's four out of five, but still the teams behind them are such piss-poor teams that they can't catch them. Well, they should have a chance to go all the way this year, though. I mean, all the way. <laughs> I know we were optimistic all, last year. We thought, I, thought, I thought for sure they would make it past at least the first round uh, into the second actual round of the playoffs, discarding the you know the play-in round. But yeah, what was it? They lost in five games last last year, I think, in the first round. So uh, yeah, that was. I'm I'm hoping. My gut's telling me you know it's kind of like the Twins are going to make it past the first. I don't. My guts tell me I don't think they'll make it past. It's too early to tell if they'll make it past the second. But I mean, I'd be happy with conference finals. But ideally, NBA finals. But I'm expecting. Uh, I, w- I would like conference finals this year. Well, I think they're deep enough. They're going to get second round mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. I don't think there's any teams in the West that are you know depending, unless they falter somewhere along the line and end up having to play like Sacramento or Denver in the first round. Then yeah. But but they shouldn't have to. They should be in the top four teams, so they should have at least a home uh, court series to start with, and then they can work from there. And then who knows? 
But, but I still don't see anybody getting past Denver. Monty, I have to step out here. Uh, i got to head out, unfortunately, for the day. But I, I'll quickly sneak in this dumb, silly Ocho announcement. I, was, I kind of snuck it in our group chat as a, as a semi-joke. But I know we all kind of speculated that this was heavily uh, going to happen within the next year. And they announced it during this past week that the XF, XFL and the USFL, the two spring football leagues, have announced a merger to form. Did you hear the name? What it's going to be? It's, it's, they're calling it the United Football League, which is weird because there was already a United Football uh, League uh, that already came and folded and only lasted two or three years, uh, like, like almost like a decade ago. I don't know if you remember Brooks Bollinger, Grand Forks local. You know, oh. he played several years. He was like uh, their like, league MVP for two of the three years it was around. He actually had a pretty good like, kind of second run in semi-pro ball there. But, uh, but no, yeah, they're, they're going to be the United Football League. Uh, they're only going to have eight teams. So only four teams from each league are carrying forward. Only half the teams are. So uh, there will be a USFL conference and an XFL conference. And so uh, in the XFL, con- uh, so we are going to, the XFL teams retaining will be the DC Defenders, the Arlington Renegades, San Antonio Brahmas, and St. Louis Battlehawks. On the USFL side, the Birmingham Stallions, Memphis Showboats, Michigan Panthers, uh, we'll be carrying forward. And then the, the last team, the Houston Ref, Roughnecks, uh, they will use the name of the Houston's previous XFL team, but the players and staff from Houston's USFL team. So they're kind of combining both there. So, uh, And then their season will be kicking off uh, March 30th with a, a, a kind of a match between the USFL and XFL champions of last year, the Renegades and the Stallions. Oh, yeah, there's your spring football minute. <laughs> I don't know, Bill. What do you think? Well, they got longevity in their future? We've got, we've got to get through the NFL before we yeah, get to that's that. That's right. Combining resources. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. It kind of sounds like Jackie Moon and, and, and the, the old ABA merging with the NBA. And, yeah. <laughs> well, they have the rock is out front with these guys. Yep, yeah, rock. well, there's still some money involved. And, and well, he boy, said he lost a lot of money last year. Yeah, well, and, and, oh, and, I, I mean, over the, over the course of the last 50, 60 years, Bill, how many um, uh, football leagues have we seen come and go? I mean, okay. there's the AAF. Uh, well, WFL, yeah, USFL. Yeah. I mean, you know. They, XFL 1.0, 2.0. Yeah, so, so there's been multiple attempts. And, and it, it's a... It's it's tough to 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 for for any of them to ever compete with the NFL. Even a couple the Arena Football League oh, and, actually and and, yeah. and, and even, the CFL is right up there too. Well, the, the CFL they, they is longevity. At least, yeah, they're they're, they're, they're established going, anyway. Yeah. But but you know we even had the lingerie league. Well, I think there still is a lingerie league. You watch it, I bet. No, I don't know what station it's on. <laughs> okay. Now, I actually like arena football, but uh, I, I know they kind of they had a nice long first run there, and then they kind of folded and restarted and folded again. Now I don't even know if they're. I know there's a bunch of like uh, alternate indoor football leagues across the country, but uh, arena football guy, games are fun to go to. We had a guy on that one night that was yeah. He was the, going to the Dakota Omaha or somewhere. Invaders, right? Yeah, Javante Johnson. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, he's still playing. He's still got his career out there working. Um, He's got hopes yet, but he's getting, you know, 30-ish. So he's getting old then? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, not as old as us, but old old when it comes to that. But no, he's he's still he's still working at it. We got, to, we got the um we got some video ads we got to get up here. I think Churchill shoes. Here, we'll shut down for a second, get this ad up. 
One of the largest SAS dealers in the upper Midwest is now in the Grand Cities Mall and ready to find you a pair of shoes that you will love. At Churchill Shoes, they measure both feet to make sure you're getting the proper fit. They carry men's and women's styles and offer free special orders when shoes aren't in stock and free in-town delivery. Churchill Shoes has operated in Grand Forks for over 65 years and over 75 years of shoe fitting experience on their staff and can cater to all of your footwear needs. Open Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 and Saturday from 9 to 3. Call 701-772-8256 or online at churchillshoesnd.com. Next time you're in need of footwear, give us a try. Your feet will be glad you did. Churchill Shoes in the Grand Cities Mall. All right, so oh, that's that was our ad, and oh, okay. Dale's hitting the door. He's got to go to his book club over at the uh, library. You know, he's a he, he he likes to read, I guess. Well, what time do the Vikings play this weekend? The Vikings don't play this weekend. They're toast. Well, they get well, they a put they put they, they put the pe- they put the, uh, they got a bye bye is what they got. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Bye-bye. They, they, they had a season that I, I hope I don't have to watch ever again. It was one of those where they had glimmers and glimmers of hope all season long, but just trash on the field. What do you think there, Paul? Uh, so I only caught glimpses of the game, but at the very end, did the quarterback forget uh, whose team he was playing for? Because <laughs> he just Vikings? Yeah, because he just threw it. Directly into the hands of the opposing team. <laughs> well, well, when the game was still in the balance, I mean, there wasn't even a Viking within fifty yards <laughs> of where it, it, he threw the ball. It, it, yeah, the last couple of drives ended in interceptions. Um, Mullen is that his name? The, the backup quarterback. Uh, I, I think C- you career, just want to forget his name. But I don't career, think if you want to speak it again, a career backup quarterback in one of what four or five they used for the season and. And um, he had, the astronaut guy. Before before you get too, uh, too far into this, I, there's actually a reason that I wanted to come on here and talk is because um, Brooks Bollinger, he was uh, great ahead of me uh, when I was uh, at Central High School. And, you know, he actually went pro there for a little bit. But I just wanted to, to point out that he was such a humble guy. I mean, he was like he dominated every sport in high school when I was there. And he was always just the most humble person uh, that I, he never was like cocky or really, really anything. As far as I could tell, I mean, he was a year ahead of me, but as, as far as I could tell, Brooks Bollinger was just a, a really stand up guy. Well, well, he, he, he played, he was the quarterback, starting quarterback for the University of Wisconsin coming out of Grand Forks. That's a pretty big deal. Um, yeah, it is. And, and, and he did win the, the Rose Bowl? Yes. Yeah, I, I believe he won the Rose Bowl, and and he did have a lengthy career. I'm sure he's got an NFL pension. Um, he did finish up his career. Uh, the Vikings had him for a moment, but what I do remember most about him is um, uh, the 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 Grand Forks uh, uh, top high school, Red River and Central, both uh, really struggle and on on the hardwood in basketball. And in 1994, what year did you graduate there, Paul? Uh, 99. 99, so 98 then. The 98 team won the state championship. I think uh, uh, Brooks Bollinger and Joe Ford and uh, John Hager were the guys on that team. You know them names? Yep, yep. And, and so these are guys, they're really good ball players, basketball players. Um, 
And and so like John Hager and 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 Joe Ford over the years were guys that I got to know pretty well and actually played on my city league teams uh, later on. Uh, yeah, because still loading them up. Brooke was a great basketball player. Well, like I say, and I think that's the last time Central won the state championship. Mm-hmm. So we're talking nineteen ninety eight, then ninety nine, ninety eight, ninety eight. Yeah, I I think he might have been a ninety seven graduate. Oh, so 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 ninety seven then, or something something like that, but, or possibly ninety eight. But 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 it is it is it is that, that's the last time I recall those guys winning it. And and since then, the Red River team had a, a a team back about a decade ago that ended up winning with an Arvidsson kid and some of those guys. But um, for for two schools as big as they are, they really struggle on the hardwood. You know, well, I know he was a talent. Good, he was a good baseball player too. Yeah, that's what I said. He excelled in pretty much every single sport that you could think of. I mean, as far as I remember in high school. His dad was a assistant coach for UND. In what? Football. So I think he was pretty academically like oh, yeah. good too. I mean, I, I you know, I, I oh, he wasn't honor, dumb. On, no, no. Yeah, he was like an honor guy. student Pro- all kinds probably of stuff, in college so. too. I'm sure he was cuz yeah. he was a guy that from what I remember even when he got to the Vikings at the end there he he knew the playbook, you know, almost immediately, and so so Bill, you're talking about his dad. So how long ago was that? Was he like in your era? Or? Well, no, he wasn't that far back. His dad that far back. So what? No leather helmets. <laughs> no, I would say his dad is probably fifties right now. Fifties to maybe sixty. Well, Rob Bollinger. That's right. his name, right? So wasn't he like uh, like a UND communications coordinator or something too at some point? Or I don't well, know. I just remember the name. I I just knew him as a football coach, and then he left there, and I know he ended up being like the athletic director at Bemidji. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that too. Yeah, Bemidji no, so, State. Yeah, so there are some pretty good sports uh, genes in the family there, and his mom. There was a Doug Bedoin. You ever heard Doug Bedoin? Bedoin, yeah, I've heard that name. He was Jamestown, and I think Jamestown won the state um, basketball tournament with him, and then he ended up going to Minnesota and played football for Minnesota and ended up playing for the New England Patriots. Huh. But, so that's... Brooks definitely came from good athletes. Wow. Yeah, good blood. Well, it works that way a lot of times. Uh, kind of like that Deutsch family with all the football players from down there. Well, I know he – I think for sure Bollinger was a coach when Gene Murphy was here. Ah. So, as I say, it's probably in the 90s, I would say. Well, speaking, when he was coach here. speaking of coaches, there's been a little carousel going on. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> I, a little news out here. Yeah, what's that going on out there, Supersonic? Let us know. Well, it, I, it sounded like he, he knew that he might be getting axed after the last game of the season. Yeah. So Pete Carroll. Yeah, yeah. The cheater, right? USC. I remember fan. USC, yes. Uh they love him here, but uh, yeah, he yeah he has story uh, to tell down at USC. Well, so Pete, did Car- they get busted? 
Yeah, but they did. Heisman Trophy winner. <laughs> he got kicked out of college. Yeah. Well, <laughs> pretty much. And and you know, Pete Carroll though he did get some teams into the playoffs over the years that probably shouldn't have been there. And then he 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 reestablished Geno Smith as a quarterback in the league. I think. Um, he's I, had a great career. I mean, he's been successful and. Well, People he, love him here, but he, you know, I think it was time. Well, I think that he uh, kept the chewing gum uh, companies in business. <laughs> well, I heard some rumors. <laughs> I heard some rumors that he might be going to the Raiders. Well, you wish. Oh, wow! Well, I don't know if I'd wish that. I, I mean, I've heard Belichick going to the Raiders. I've heard, I don't know, quite a few people. Huh? Did you? Was it surprising to you that Luce, or Nick Saban stepped down? I, it was to me, but everybody that you're reading about that talks about it is all saying it's because of this nail and uh, um, the uh, transfer portal. He says he just doesn't want to keep up with all that stuff. I mean, he's seven, let's see, he's got to be in his seventies, isn't he, or thereabouts? I thought I heard he was seventy-two. Uh, no, yeah, they were all, all, all of them. Belichick, Carroll, and and, and uh, Nick Saban were all like in their yes. lower seventies, yeah. and and so uh, I was watching um, uh, Will Bond and, and and the dude from Boston on their show they do on ESPN, and they were talking about the age of these guys and 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 Kornheiser, Kornheiser, okay. and and he was saying Tony well, Kornheiser, yeah, Tor- Tony Kornheiser was saying well. I'm 73. Does that mean I'm out to pasture too? <laughs> so, <laughs> I I just I thought it was funny because they like yeah these coaches were too old and but I don't know you get to that age, don't you want to like have like a, a little bit of life outside of football? Oh, you would think. I mean, but you're talking there were eight coaches released this year. Yeah. So I mean there's all, 32 coaches, teams. Yeah. So 25 yeah. percent of the coaches are going to be turned over. So new ones, yeah, coming in. That's that's a lot. Well, it wouldn't bother me if they get rid of this young O'Connell guy in Minneapolis too. I I think I'm so tired of hearing his press conferences and how how well different aspects of the game were and losses. And there's there's nothing more frustrating to me than I, give me Bobby Knight. Give oh. me give me give me somebody that lays it out there like it you, is. You need Paul Allen to be your coach. No, I don't. I hate he, that guy. He could. Uh, Paul Allen. Is he the could do a better job. Biggest blowhard homer in the history of fo- sports, and 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 I don't want to hear you tell call me a homer, Bill. <laughs> you know, so supersonic. I do these high school hockey games on the radio. You know, and yeah. Bill Bill calls me a homer. <laughs> hey, your uh, play-by-play assistant, he yeah. agreed with me. <laughs> oh, great. Now they're talking behind my back. <laughs> no, he said it right in front of you. Oh, okay. Well, He's right. Remember, I got a communications degree, so. Well, there you go. All right. Well, so there's those coaches out. Uh, Rabel out in Tennessee. I mean, most of the guys that got axed had pretty piss poor records this year. So, I, I thought the Vrabel thing was that was kind of weird because he he's had some success down there, yes. and then all, just all of a sudden they got rid of him. I mean, he's. I thought he was pretty good coach. So who was everybody picking for the Super Bowl then? Baltimore. You got Baltimore and who playing who? Anybody? <laughs> Anybody? San Francisco? I, I, you know, yeah, that Dallas. wouldn't surprise me. 
Dallas well, has no. a chance. Well, I'm going to go out on a limb right now and tell you that that Detroit Lions team, yeah, is all hype. They're uh, all oh. hype. They 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 win a they win a division title for the first time in 30 years, and I believe they're going to get a first round exit like they always do. They 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 had trouble with the Vikings last weekend. Well, who, playing, does who do they open play? up with? They're playing the Rams. Yeah. Oh boy. And that's and then, you know the Rams and the big the big thing there is that's their other that's their quarterback Stafford. And yeah, came from came from Detroit and. You know, and, and wouldn't it be just karma if Stafford goes and knocks out that de- great Detroit, Detroit team, first well, one know, they've had in 30 years? The the other quarterback is number 16. It's Stafford versus whatever his name is, but <clears throat> he was a number one pick, and Wentz was a second pick that year too. Remember that, Monty? Yeah, I do. I do. Well, and, and so isn't Wentz the backup there? Well, Wentz, he was a starter last week, but I think Stafford's been hurt. Yeah. So I think they made it sound like Stafford is going to play. Well, anyway, so so that's that's the one big matchup to start off with. And, and who else is there, Bill? Well, I know we've got Green Bay at Dallas. Oh, yeah. And then they're, they're talking about how cold it's going to be in Kansas City because Kansas City plays Miami. Huh. So, so it's like seven degrees or something like that. So that well, I mean, that. that's nothing compared to what Minnesota used to play in or Green Bay. Oh, yeah. What was that one, the Ice Bowl or something like that with the Packers? Yeah, Packers well, I don't think Cowboys. it ever got above zero in that one. For frozen fingers and frozen turf and... Funny how guys were, and, and didn't they, didn't somebody push off or something in that, or was oh, that the Vikings? That's nineteen seventy five oh. Cowboys Vikings. Oh. Drew Pearson pushed Nate right to the ground, and Paul Krause, the all time interceptions leader in the history of the NFL, is standing there pointing at the play as Drew Pearson's rushing off to the touchdown to win the game, seventeen to fourteen. You know, you're pissing me off. Even Bill. even the <laughs> officials were, I, I cheated back then too. Well, I'll, I'll, <laughs> you're 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 like breaking my heart here, man. Like I, that that game that, that 1975 team was probably the best team of the Viking teams. Oh, and by now that we're on this topic, you guys, today is the um, anniversary of the Vikings' loss in the Super Bowl, the first one against Kansas City. So what? Super Bowl four? I don't know, three, four, five, whatever it was. Would Common tell what? you that today or what? No, I. I, I I was researching for the show, you smart ass. <laughs> was Bud Grant the coach in that he one? Sure was. They got beat, I don't know, 24, 24 to 7, and, and that's um who did they play? Kansas City Chiefs. Uh-huh. And and didn't they play the Raiders one time too? Yeah, it was Len Dawson, yes it was. Len Dawson smoking a cigarette, drinking a fresco on the sideline. Yeah. <laughs> but we were Stram. Yeah, Hank Stram. And you know what was what, what, what that game was famous for? Was that was the first team to have a Gatorade on the sideline? Was the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl? Hmm. So really? that, huh. that was the edge. I thought it was the Gator or Gatorade was uh Florida Gators Florida. Or, well, in, or Miami. Well in the was N- one of the in, first ones. Well in the NFL, that was the first NFL team to have Gatorade on the sideline and yeah, Hank Stram and Len Dawson and I don't know they have a 
Oh, yeah. That was some good team with Otis Taylor. Oh, yeah, Otis Taylor. Buck yeah, Buchanan. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah, Buck. Willie Lanier. Hall of Famers, oh, yeah. all of them, sure. Um, yeah. Hall of Famers. Yeah, I want to say there was a running back named Brown, too. Uh, <laughs> not James Brown. No, no. Jim Brown. No, not Jim Brown. Not Jim Brown. Uh, but but no that and and so yeah that was so today's the anniversary of the Vikings losing to the Chiefs that tells you how how early in the season Super Bowls used to be or early in the in January it it also brings up the fact what do you really got going on in your life if these are the memories that you have oh. all these Viking <laughs> anniversaries <laughs> there's <laughs> Touché. There's one every week in January and February, isn't there? <laughs> oh, so, yeah. You want we were talking about the Raiders in 1976 too, well, beating my Vikings, Willie Brown, and, and you know, is that another day that's xed off on your calendar? It's at, those four Super Bowls are etched in my mind like like it was yesterday, and, and yeah. so 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 you and the Buffalo Bills. Right? Well, I don't care about the Bills. I but but the the the. Those Viking losses were were like horrendous. You know, it was like shot through the heart. Yeah, and 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 to think that they were in four Super Bowls like in five or six years and haven't had a sniff since. You know, that that's what blows me away. Is I was a kid and it was like they got there every year, save the where they got screwed by the Cowboys. They had a, they had a nice stretch. Yes, and, and, and you know, you brought up the nineteen seventy five game. You remember you remember um what happened after that push Pearson call didn't get called? The whiskey bottle came flying out of the stands and hit Armin Tarzine uh, official in the head and knocked him out cold. You remember that? Was was that Tommy Kramer throwing this that this this was this was the beginning this was the beginning of not allowing bottles in, in sports stadiums. Hmm. Yeah, well, you know, you people from the stands throwing shit. <laughs> yeah, that's not a good look. No, but no, knocking an umpire official out—that's that's not good. Well, he deserved it. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, but no, we, you know, when, when we had Chuck Foreman on, I asked him about that. That that was my last question. Was that particular play? And he said, if they had videotape like they do right now, it would never have stood. But he also He's probably right. He's probably right. Uh, well, and all I know is that uh, somebody you can Bill, commiserate with. Well, Bill brought up this this Raiders game from 1976 against the uh, Vikings. The 32 to 14 was the final score. Um, early in the game, Ray Gar guy, the the Hall punter. of Fame punter for okay. for the Raiders, had never had a punt blocked in his career, and the Vikings blocked a punt and recovered it on the three yard line. No score, 0-0, zero, zero, okay? The Vikings ran the ball three times. Chuck Foreman, Chuck Foreman, Brent McClanahan, and Brent McClanahan fumbled. Oh, man. The Raiders recovered on the one-yard line and marched down the field and scored. <laughs> end, of, end of story, end of yeah. story. That was the momentum change. That never, it, it, I'll, I'll, I'll never forget it. Did you cry? No, I didn't cry. I probably kicked some things and threw some things and <laughs> swore a whole bunch. But, yeah. but I was like, well, that's like when uh, the Pete Carroll 
did his thing in the Super Bowl and we lost. Yeah, throw a pass on the, one, it with, on the one. Yeah, with they, Marshawn Lynch in the backfield. Yeah, yeah, but they did win one, though, with him. They did win one, yep. Yeah. But that one was... What a, oh should have been two. I know what you're talking. I know what you're talking about when you, I I <laughs> about jumped out of my chair. I did jump out of my chair. And, Throwing a what pass. What the fuck are you doing? Uh, Marshawn Lynch will never forget that either because he, uh, he he was, laughed in his face. He was a beast running the ball down the field to that point. He would have punched through that line no problem. He was he was at the height of his career. That guy. Unbelievable! I could not believe. It. I mean, so I know your frustration, but I mean, we did win one, but we should have won two. Huh. Well, there you go. Frustrations, sports frustrations. You know, so so I'm 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 a Vikes fan, and and of course I'm a Knicks fan. And you know, did you get that one thing I sent you about team defense? Oh yeah. Today, that was you see all four guys around. Yep. Playing defense, you don't see that anymore. Oh, nobody plays defense. Uh, we we were just not like that. Earlier, we were talking about the uh, Toronto Raptors played the Lakers on Tuesday night and lost one thirty two to one thirty one. The Lakers shot twenty three free throws in the fourth quarter, and the Raptors shot two. Did you see that? I did. And if we were playing city league stuff, I think there might be a brawl after the game. <laughs> well, then the league, the league office came out with a statement saying that uh, they missed two calls. There should have been two more falls against Toronto. So are they, <laughs> are they supposed to have a coin in their pocket and one's supposed to be for one team and then you switch it over to the other one and they're supposed to get the next fall? Is that how they do it? Like they oh, do. So, so That's you, how they do it in hockey. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> Heads or tails, Bill. <laughs> it just kept. Uh, we can't call that because we just called one of them. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, hockey. That's that's a sport of its own kind. <laughs> yeah, but but I think it's impossible for one, one team to shoot twenty three free throws and another to only shoot two in a in a quarter. Game. Yeah, in a quarter. In a quarter. And in, uh, in a one point game. Yeah, that's. Because apparently LeBron never fouled anybody all game long. Oh, no, no, no. But he gets fouled every time he shoots. But, but you know, the, the, the inverse of that is at least we know that the Lakers are 19-19 and 19, sitting in the ninth or 10th spot in the West, hanging on to a possible play-in game, uh, which they'll, they'll never – they're not going to advance unless the league does what they just did in Toronto and calls a whole bunch of fouls. And, at least know. we'll get to see LeBron in the – all-star game. Well, leading vote getter here. Yeah, well him and him and Giannis are the leading vote getters. Uh all those stupid young kids out there voting for him. Um you know, he's a near forty year old player and, and I don't care. You step back and you take a role. You don't uh I was watching a game here a couple weeks ago, Bill. Yes. Lakers lost. Everybody, they inbound the ball to LeBron James, and he brings the ball up the court, and he brings it up slow paced. And then by the time he decides to pass the ball, the shot clock's at like four. And I'm like, you don't have a guy that's that old handling the ball. You have a guy out there flying with the ball, you know, a John Morant or somebody that, that's youthful and can get up the floor. So, so he's using up all the, all the shot clock. And then he's usually the guy shooting too, on top of it. So, 
I don't know. We, we could blast him all day long. I know you love him, too. Well, the greatest thing I saw, though, over the weekend was I went to the UND women's basketball game. No. And they have a promotion there that's called Bricking for Chicken. The guys run into chicken suits? No. no. This is if the opposing team goes to the free throw line in the fourth quarter and misses two free throws in a row, in a row yeah. you get free chicken at Buffalo Wild Wings. Did you get free chicken then? I got free chicken, <laughs> but you had to go on. You had to go on Sunday. Ah. The game was on a Saturday, so yeah. So I went and got my six. Basically, you'd call them chicken nuggets because uh. they weren't the bone in. They were the boneless ones, but no such thing. I thought that was a pretty good promotion. Well, you bricking, yeah, for bricking for chicken. You went there just for that. Bill, Bill, you know, when it comes to, like, uh, uh, meal deals in, in the city of Grand Forks, he knows where they're at. <laughs> of course. Why not? Well, it really got – it actually was brought some excitement to the game because, you know, somebody would get up there and they'd miss a free throw, and then they'd, uh-huh. and then they'd go for their second free throw, and the fans are all screaming and yelling and stuff. And I'm booing if he makes it. <laughs> right. <laughs> So I, I'm definitely in favor of bricking for chicken. Well, yeah, me too. I think that's a good one. Well, you got the um, NFL scores over there, Bill. We got no Raven tonight, so I guess you got to do them. That's your your wheelhouse. Oh boy, we got uh, the Saints and the Falcons played, and the Saints won forty-eight to seventeen. Well, let me preface that. So the Vikings were clinging to a shoestring of a chance to make the playoffs. They had to beat Detroit in Detroit, and the Packers had to lose, and the Seahawks had to lose, and the Saints, and and either the Saints or the Buccaneers, either the both, one or the other, because they were vying for their their division title. One of them was going to win it. So the Vikings didn't live up to their part of the bargain then. Well, right away, before the Viking game even ended, the Buccaneers had already won. Okay. And the Saints were up 41 to 17 with like 4 minutes left. And I was clinging to that little shimmer of hope <laughs> that the Atlanta Falcons were going to come back on the Saints. Were you on your knees or not? Nah. I I I was like put us out of our misery. Go ahead. We're okay. we're, we're done with these guys. But that that so that was one of the scenarios. The Vikings had to have like four things happen for them and nothing did. But save the uh, Seahawks loss though. Okay, well, we got the Bengals beating the Browns 31-14. to We've got the Titans over the Jaguars 28-20. Uh, guess we don't really have to say the Lions score, right? 30-20. to Okay, and then we got the Jets over the Patriots, and Buccaneers beat the Panthers 9-0. to Packers beat the Bears 17-9, and... The Cowboys beat the Commanders. Now, the Commanders lost their coach, too, right? Uh, well, I suppose they had, like, four wins. Yeah, and the Raiders are looking for a new coach, too. But they beat the Broncos 27-14. The closest game would have been the Chiefs and the Chargers, and 
Tay Tay one thirteen twelve. Huh. So, oh, the this Rams game was twenty one twenty with the Forty ers but there were a lot of players not playing in that game. For both teams, right? Huh. So then you got the Giants and Eagles, and the Giants won twenty seven. Speaking of the Eagles. You They've kind of gone downhill lately. Yeah, well, early in the season, they looked like world beaters. They were, they were, and, and a handful of teams had those moments where they ran off five, six wins in a row and looked like they were the team. Uh, Jacksonville, I think, was one of them. But no, the 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 Philadelphia Eagles have really taken a turn for the worse. Yeah. Doesn't uh, Jalen Hurts got some kind of hand injury? Yeah, I think he is definitely hurt. Hurts. <laughs> oh, hurts. Yes. Okay. And we got the Cardinals and the Seahawks, and the Seahawks won 21 20. The Bills and Dolphins, the Bills won 21 14. The Steelers and Ravens were 17 10. And I know the Ravens didn't play their quarterback. Wow. And the Texans beat the Colts. And so the Texans did make the playoffs. Now we got the games coming up, and there's. Um, so these are the first round of the playoffs. Right. We got two games on Saturday, three games on Sunday, and then there's a game on Monday night, too. So you got the Browns and Texans, you got the Dolphins and Chiefs, you got the Steelers and the Bills, Packers and Cowboys, Rams and Lions, and then Monday night we've got. The Eagles versus the Buccaneers. Well, what I want is the uh, Packers-Cowboys game is for a bus and a plane crash. (laughs) (laughs) So that would be the Packers going down there. Yeah. (laughs) But you want the Cowboys to have a bus accident on the way over the stadium, too. Okay. (laughs) Hate them both. Wow, that's... That's, well, they a, could sur- that's a really nice thought you have there, Well, they Monty. could survive, but just not get there. <laughs> Different. <laughs> just everyone break a leg or what? Yeah, yeah why not? Yeah. Or, or maybe they're just the quarterbacks being accidents. I don't know. Something. But well, if, if you're watching, they've got one of these games now. It's, I think it's the Dolphin-Chief game, and this one's going to be played only on Paramount. Great. So if you don't have Paramount. I hate that. You're not going to be finding this game. It doesn't make any sense to me. You know, the NFL is. So, so these, these. Don't they make enough money as it is? Well, they do. No kidding. God. So, so I don't know. I, who, who's got. And Paramount's Paramount? got to. You have to have. It's, I think there's a Paramount, like, regular station. And that's not the one. And. That would be on your midco, but I think this one is called Paramount Plus. So this is the one like you can see Yellowstone and all these other ones. But yeah, I I don't know. They they do these deals I think in the off season because they had one like on a Thursday night or something earlier this year too. Paramount, right? Well, I know, and I know they've been running games on Prime. Prime or Apple TV, yeah, yeah or, one or the other, and I don't know. I don't. And now Thursday nights are almost all the. I think all the games were on 
whichever. Yeah, I think well, it was Prime. Yeah, Prime, I think. But, but yeah, no, I don't... I'm not going to go fishing through trying to find a station to watch a game on. How about, how about CBS and Fox? How about that? <laughs> we'll just put them on. Or ESPN, even. Yeah, no. I think most people have ESPN, too. Or well, at least know where to go to get it. Well, I just know I don't have a whole lot of interest in these playoffs at all. But I don't even think, you know, if you'd go to your favorite bar. I, so, I actually, when I went to get those wings at Buffalo Wild Wings, I was there on Sunday. And that is not the place to go on Sunday to watch a football game. Oh, this place oh. is packed. Oh, it was crazy and loud. And usually expensive for wings, really. Yeah, they're they're not cheap. No, and and I find that it's almost better to to, to buy the uh, the thirty wing platter than it is to buy a smaller portion when you go there. Yeah, well, I got my six free ones, and I got some. I had to get some bone in ones too. So, huh. but yeah, I, those were over ten bucks for six of them. Did you have Did you have one of your groupies with you? No, I was oh. I was there by myself next to a Raider guy. Well, Paul says we got another video ad we got to do here, I think. I think that's what that meant. the Columbia Mall, your home for the best indoor golf experience. I guess we're back on Supersonic. We still got you there? Oh, yeah, I'm here. Yeah, so you got a favorite in these playoffs at all? Well, I, I'm going to go uh, San Francisco on the one side and then uh, – I you know I thought Buffalo was going to have a better season, but they kind of it's kind of like uh, Philadelphia. They both kind of just took it in the rear the last bit. Um, yeah, well, I, I don't know. I, I I think most people are saying Baltimore, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, I do too. Well, I think Baltimore. Everybody's saying Lamar Jackson's the MVP in the league. Well, they got Delvin Cook now too. Yeah, they added him. Yeah. Uh, Boy, he really had a great season with the Jets. I think the Vikings knew something there. Uh, His career was basically over. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's funny with those running backs. So who do you think is going to win it? I don't know, man. I I think it's kind of wide open. I don't don't think the Chiefs are playing like a team that's going to win it again. No, I, I would say San Francisco has to be the favorite. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. They've been rolling. They've been rolling. 
right along. And they've had the same quarterback pretty much the whole time, too. Which Is he, is he tall think, enough to be quarterback? Well, he's Mr. Irrelevant, so if I'm going to give him a bad time, it's going to be about Mr. Irrelevant. Uh, Irrelevant? Yeah. <laughs> Was it pretty? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, he's I, pretty speaking good. Of, speaking of irrelevant, there's a guy now that wants the two worst teams in the FBS to play in a bowl game. So you can say one ended up one and eleven, and the other one ended up two and eleven for the year. As uh, a novelty, or what? No, yeah, as a novelty, but. What, what do you he, he thinks all these other yeah, bowls are so ridiculous the, uh, and stuff, bowl or whatever right? that you should have the two worst teams play too. You might as well. Well, for for, for all the six and six teams and that kind of thing, yeah, I get it. Well, no, they they're fighting and thinking it's just fantastic to make it with a six and six record. I I don't think I'd want to play a postseason game if we were six and six for the year. No, I. Yeah, you're a 500 team. Yeah, you don't deserve to no, no. be in the playoffs, no, uh, even no. with 12 teams. <laughs> well, I, I know you you have opinions like that, Bill. <laughs> when when what, what I know is uh, that seems to be like the Gophers' record every year, and then they're in a play a bowl game somewhere. Yeah, in Detroit. Yeah, and and that, that's a that's a real destination spot, isn't it? Isn't that where you'd like to spend your... Well, Ted Nugent used to say, what, the murder capital of the world? Such a such a great place for all you boys and girls. Yeah. <laughs> I, between, between Washington, D.C., Baltimore, and Detroit, isn't that like the U.S. murder capitals? You'd probably want to come to Detroit, wouldn't you, Supersonic? <laughs> the uh, airline industry calls Detroit... The toilet. <laughs> Nobody wants to fly to Detroit. <laughs> yeah. I can see why I flew in there once, and it was like that was enough for me. What a dump! Jeez. <laughs> I don't. I've never been to Detroit. I don't think I want to go. I don't know if I've been mi- there before. Usually, uh, if we go from Minneapolis, you go to Chicago if you have a stop. Yeah, there's another great airport too, that O'Hara International Airport. Oh yeah. yeah. I got one question to ask Bill. Did you watch the uh, national championship game? Yeah, I watched most of it. What did you think? I I wanted to to be closer, like the semifinal games. I watched both semifinal games, and those were really excellent games. Um, Michigan won by too much, I think. I, I guess I thought Washington... Would have been better. I don't think Penix had a really good night. He had a yeah, really bad night. But I was just amazed at how big Michigan was. Yeah, just I mean, huge. Yeah, and the Huskies are tall and big and strong and fast, but Michigan just seemed like they were just a better team. I, I mean, that's and what's his name had a bad night, but uh, even if he had a great night, I don't, I don't know if they could have beat him. Yeah, I I think Michigan was definitely the best team in college football. Yeah. But they cheated. Sure was a lot of holding going on and not a lot of penalties called on it. But they well, cheated, just, right? But they cheated during the season. 
I don't know what what advantage is that to steal somebody's sides on the sideline. I don't know. I, I, I see. That doesn't keep... mean that you, you're gonna Usually. figure out that that's it's gonna help you some somehow. I oh, mean, but... maybe you, you kind of have an idea of where the play's going, but that doesn't always mean it's really gonna go there. So, right. Well, we got Keith Cummings is in the chat like uh, most weeks. Uh, he's telling us Goff is the quarterback in Detroit. So Goff and um, uh, the other guy, where they were two guys. Stafford. Stafford were the two guys traded for each other, weren't they? Right. And uh, Keith's telling us only on Peacock. So is Peacock is the station with one of these games on. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> Paramount or Peacock? Yeah. Yeah, it must be Peacock. Because we know Keith would not be wrong. Ever, ever. No. <laughs> well, maybe once or twice, but. I, I'm, not, I'm not calling him out. He told Raven to slap me. <laughs> well, and, and, and he's got his uh, handheld computer working, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Well, and then we've got the, uh, Mirth Frost. I, I'm not familiar with this person, but they're watching us tonight. Uh, said they saw the ad that was on and wanted to know what we were talking about. Well, we're talking about football and, and, and uh, the NFL playoffs coming up. And, and LeBron! And LeBron, and of course, all the coaches that have been just uh, on the carousel out the door. Uh, anybody see that uh, press conference, uh, Robert Kraft and uh, Bill Belichick? Did you see all the love between those two guys? No, I, I, wa- I watched that, yeah. It, it looked kind of tense. <laughs> it sure did. <laughs> it, it was... Uh, Robert Kraft was very praiseworthy of uh, Belichick, but he talked about how the last three years weren't what they wanted there, and and that they were he was going to do his best to make sure that we put out the product for years and years to come that we expect. And I'm thinking Belichick standing over there going six fucking Super Bowls. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? Yeah. But but then I was seeing some stuff too where it said that the the Bears were going to get Belichick. And they were going to get the first round pick because of it, or the the first overall. Oh pick. yeah, yeah. It was like a trade. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. That they I, had to get that done, and you know, they made it sound too like you know, Vrabel losing his job in Tennessee had something to do with him then going to to New England. That yeah. he's going to be the named the coach there. Well, no, I, he was one of the three that I, I mean, heard. If you're in New England, some guy just gets fired. Why would you want to put him in as your coach? Yeah, that, that's what I couldn't understand was this guy just got fired where he was at, and, and now you're going to pick him up? Well, I mean, you could see from maybe offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator, but uh, not as the head coach. Well, I don't know. I don't know. That kind of makes the NFL seem kind of fishy if that's kind of the stuff going on. I... Well, and, and, and so if in the mix, in the mix – was uh, the current assistant coach is a black guy for New England. He's in the mix. Vrabel's in the mix. And then the other name I, I heard was Brian Flores, the Vikings guy. Well, and then they always say Eric Benamy too, and he's with Washington, and they lost their coach, too. Yeah. well, That's true, yeah. And, and, but I'm like, if Flores doesn't get this job in New England, is he going to sue the league there, too? Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. I mean, he's, already, he's, he's got an open lawsuit. Why would you hire him as, as a head coach? 
That doesn't make any sense. No. And I'm sure they're. I'm sure the commissioner is making a couple of phone calls. Hey, yeah. slow down, slow, slow it down a little bit here. Yeah. What's our, what's our commissioner's name? Uh, Pete Rosell. No, Goodell. Goodell or Goodell? Is it Goodell? Yeah. Isn't isn't like he like a flaming alcoholic or something like that? Well, I don't know. I'd I'd want to get rid of. I wouldn't want to be on the staff with that guy at Miami with the joggers either. Oh. You see that? They show a picture of Tom Landry, then they show this, yeah. this guy with his joggers on. And Can you believe that? Oh, my at, God. At his calf. Yeah, Supersonic sent me that photo, and he was like, yeah, this is, this is, this is the world we live in, though. <laughs> it's true. You know, that's like showing up to graduation in cutoffs and a T-shirt. You know? With your hat on backwards. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no decorum, no, no uh, protocol whatsoever. That's that's the world we live in right now. I, I don't know. Or I, wearing pajamas to school. Well, or 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 we had the congressman from Pennsylvania showing up wearing hoodie. sweatpants and, sh- and a hoodie. Yeah. And what did we call that when we were growing up? If you had pants on like that. Uh, well, I don't know. I. I call them high water pants for high, the flood. High water pants. Well, I would I would suspect the dudes on drugs. <laughs> well, I suppose it's pretty nice in Miami all the time. So, yeah, but, you either be out there in shorts or you're out there be in joggers. But I would say that's more the late teens or teenagers and late teens that wear joggers. Oh yeah. You got any joggers, Monty? No, <laughs> you don't. You got no joggers. I got, I got a pair of joggers. I'm sure you do, Bill. I'm sure you do. <laughs> it wasn't bought by me, but uh, I haven't seen you modeling them. Do you wear them? That's the question. You have them, but do you wear them? Oh, I have around the house. Yeah, I yeah. mean they are comfortable. I, I will admit that. But but you're not going to the store in them. No, not church probably either. <laughs> Yeah, so he wears them around the house when he's chasing one of his groupies around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he's got them everywhere. So, so one of the things I wanted to talk about uh, tonight: Bud Harrelson passed away today. Ring a bell, do you guys? Shortstop. Yeah, the Mets. Buddy Harrelson wasn't couldn't he hit, a but a great fielder. Wasn't he a coach though, too? Or oh yeah, yeah. Kansas. Uh, wasn't he a Cub? Was he a Cub? Well, Can he play for the Cubs? Most notably for the Mets. That's right, the Mets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what what all they showed all day long on the sports broadcasts were uh, his famous 1973 playoff fight with Pete Rose. He was he was fielding at second base at shortstop, and Pete Rose, of course, came barreling in and took him out, and they had this fight. And Harrelson got the worst of it because Pete Rose had him down and was punching him, but that that was that that's one of the most notorious fights in, in uh, pro baseball history was Pete Rose Bud Harrelson. Well, there haven't been a whole lot of fights in baseball. Well, there was me and Reggie Jackson. <laughs> yeah, that was on ESPN highlights. Uh, but, but, no, I'm Billy Billy Martin and Reggie Jackson. Um, yeah, there was there was. Uh, Oh, well, I mean Pedro, there, there Pe- Pe- Pedro Martinez and, oh. and 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 the old coach who 
Zimmer. Yeah, Don, Don Zimmer. Zimmer. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, so, so fun. And there was obviously Robin Ventura and Nolan Ryan. Who we oh, all yeah. Who got the best <laughs> of that one? Yeah, I think <laughs> Nolan Ryan a thousand times. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but no, there's, there's been some pretty good baseball brawls over the years. Um, but no, Bud Harrelson was known for that, but was he not on, I don't believe he was on the 69 Mets that won the World Series, but I think he was on the 73 uh, team that lost in the World Series. Um, is it 73? Let me think here for a minute. Um, 1973, the Oakland A's beat the Mets. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, I think, and, and the Mets actually had Willie Mays, Willie Mays' final season. Was with the Mets. That's right. That's right. Um, but they had a guy named Cleon Jones, and um, you know, of course, Tom Seaver and Jerry Kuzman, and that pitching staff was there. But uh, was uh, uh, was uh, the, the big guy there, uh, the Texan guy? Uh, he didn't he pitch for the Mets for one year? Uh, Nolan Ryan. Uh, Nolan Ryan was on the '69 team. Okay. Right. Uh, uh, I think he was gone by then. But um, Rusty Staub, yeah, that was the, the the big orange. Yeah, that guy, uh, boy, he had a long career. You know, I, well, great hitter, great yeah, hitter. Yes, and, and you know that's that's well, those, those are the kind of things I could talk about all day long. Those were castoffs from the Yankees, though. Yeah, of those course, Met guys. Of course they were. Of course they were. Casey Stengel and all of them. Yeah, they they couldn't make the Yankees, so they just. Well, went down the road. Went, yeah. I I long for the day. Well, I think I I think we're back in the day where the Yankees are buying everybody again. As didn't didn't they just get the guys from the Padres, uh, Soto, and they got like oh, and so, they got the guy from Miami too. Well, Stanton. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so now they got Judge and Stanton and Soto, so three guys that can hit fifty home runs, and I think they're going to pillage some pitchers here pretty quick. Uh, no, I, I, I think they're, they're on the right track again, finally. Um, I don't know, local sports, any of that kind of stuff going on? Uh, I don't know what, what, anything going on out there in Seattle? Can I add on a little bit to the Yankees? Well, I don't know if it's good or bad. It's good. It's good. I might have to cut you off. I might have to cut you off. Positive. So just uh, before I got on with you guys, I was talking to my son, who's a baseball guy and played baseball in college and stuff. Anyway, we were talking about the Mariners. Yeah. And he said to me, Dad, why don't why is it that you we can never get over the hump? You know, do we need another player, another hitter, another pitcher? And I said, Jake, it all comes down to money. And our guy here is cheap. And your guys, you know, the Yankees, the Dodgers, you know, the those Mets, guys. The Red Sox. The Meds. Yeah. You know, their salary cap is, you know, or whatever they're paying their budget is, is so much higher than ours. And then we try and get these cast-offs that were, you know, decent at one time. But it all boils down to how much money you got. And if and if the owners are willing to spend it, do you think that's accurate? I think it's very accurate. I think that you have probably ten teams in the league that shell out huge amounts of money. Um, the California Angels, the um, where did uh, Otani go? Um, Dodgers. Do- yeah, the Dodgers. There you go, the Dodgers. And and 
So in Boston would be another but, one. Yeah, well, they're, they're shelling out money like that, and you can't compete. The Twins are the, the and Brewers are like the quintessential can't compete teams because because of that salary, you know. Same as the Mariners. Yeah, the Mariners too, and and then and, and then you you know the the inverse is the Tampa Bay Rays that exactly. That, exactly. that that have nothing but a farm club, and and outperform what they have on the field every year, but can't get anybody in the goddamn stadium. You you ever see in the footage of their games when they got like? Oh yeah, it's empty. Yeah, yeah, it's 20, empty. Twenty thousand like Jacksonville football. Yeah, twenty thousand people in a fifty thousand stadium. You know, if that, and, and you know, you're just, it, it, I don't know how you can stay out. Well, there's revenue sharing in baseball for one, right? And and so those those fat cats have to share money. But well, I, I still think the NFL has, you know, the system down right. You and your football. Well, <laughs> you, you know, they have a salary cap, and you can't go over it. Oh, no. And then the, the, they have a know, hard, the, the, the worst team gets the best player. The NFL has the hard salary cap, and the NFL also has the worst contract structure in the history of sports. So a guy gets a, 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 a $300 million contract, but... Thirty million of it's guaranteed, and the rest is all something down the road. And then, and then as they start rebuilding their squads, this guy's got to defer his payments. And so, the guys that actually make money have um, uh, deferred payments out into the future, like a guy like Kirk Cousins, where because he restructured and restructured and restructured, he still got guaranteed money out there ahead of him. But, but like, that like should Delvin, still count against them, shouldn't it? Well, I guess the best example I got is Delvin Cook was due, what, 17 or $18 million this year on that contract he had. And the Vikings were like, no, we're sending you down the road. You, you can take the $8 million we're offering you. And he took $8,600,000 from the Jets, which was all incentive laden. It wasn't, it was, he'd had $8 million uh, guaranteed if he just stayed in Minnesota, but he had to go to the Jets to make all these benchmarks to make that kind of money, and he didn't. He didn't. So, so and, and it always blew me away when guys would have these contracts and they'd be owed like $20 million in the final year and the team would just discard them, and they wouldn't owe them anything. That, that's the NFL. Yeah. In the NBA now, you're owed what you're owed. Whether you're horseshit or not, and, and you know, they have a salary cap too. I, I don't know. It, it, sports is funny. I mean, I, I just soon not have a salary cap one way or the other, like baseball. Well, then how would you get, you know, the the minor teams? Well, they don't care. Play? They don't care about those teams, though. They they tr- they pretend they do. Seattle, Minnesota, Milwaukee. I think it's refreshing to get teams in that. Don't have the the big dollars. Well, I don't know. I I like to cheer for the underdog just as much as anybody else. Well, yeah, it's it's. But a, we don't want to see the Yankees in there every year. Just because well, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. You know that, that's what always kills me is the Yankees are the are are, are the the epitome of overpaying. Yeah, they definitely are. Well, they they were, sure are. 
Oh, it's been freaking 13 years. No, they last one in 29. So 2009. It's 2024 for cripe sakes, guys. And well, and, their uh, media thing is what keeps them positive money all the time. Is they got that huge media contract back there. Yes. So they can spend all that money, and you know they're still paying for it. Well, that that well, it's just like my Knicks are too. They, they they the Knicks are the 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 most wealthy franchise in the history of the NBA, and they haven't had a sniff of a championship since 1973. They make more money in a losing season than Timberwolves make in their best season. Is that guy still the owner? That Dolan? Yes, he is. How would you like to be him? They, he inherited that shit. He did. <laughs> He doesn't know shit about basketball. I mean, that's obvious. Yeah. He's got Spike Lee to help him, though. Well, he made an enemy yeah, out of him, too, go. didn't he? Remember the brouhaha over that? Where, where Spike Lee had been entering the Madison Square Garden through the employee entrance for decades, and then they finally they, they shut him off and made oh, him... Oh, see, that he doesn't really have seats there. Or... No, he does. He's got seats. But he was coming through the employee entrance, like with the, where so the so he wouldn't have to wait in line, or yeah, so we wouldn't have to deal with the common folks that come oh. through the front big door. Big shot, big shot. And Dolan cut him off there, and Spike Lee went on like this this uh, boycott of the Knicks for about three four months, and then he just started coming back again. But I'm like, because you're a celebrity, you get to come in where the employees come in. I don't know, is that it? I. <laughs> The rest of the celebrities seem to come through the front door. Yeah. I don't know. Just like everybody else. Yeah. And, 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 you know, so, but because he, he was that number one fan guy, I, I suppose Jack Nicholson doesn't have to come through the front door at uh, Laker games either. He can come through the employee entrance, maybe. Oh, he's probably out tailgating before every game. <laughs> hey, oh. <laughs> Jack, a <the> party animal. <laughs> Guys in his eighties, his his like us out there tailgating, well, and he Bill, doesn't give a rip what anybody thinks about it either. It's like, hey, yeah, good for you, Jack. Well, I better get this uh, River Cinema ad in. I know Paul was giving us the ten minute mark here a little bit ago, but I'm gonna get this River Cinema ad in. Make the River Cinema 15 in the Shire Bar and grill your next dinner and movie destination in the River Mall in East Grand Forks. Either dine inside the movie memorabilia pack restaurant the Shire or take your meal to the movie you're attending. Some of this week's featured attractions are Night, Swim, Ferrari, The Boys in the Boat, The Color Purple, Anyone But You, uh, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Uh, I haven't been to a movie in a while, so I don't know much about any of them. Um, find the complete showtimes online at rivercinema15.com. Don't forget about the Tuesday $5 movie specials all day long and the 550 senior matinee special on Wednesdays and Thursdays that Bill, uh, Supersonic, and I all qualify for. Uh, the River Cinema, <laughs> yeah, I know. The River Cinema has luxury recliners. Not so loud, man. Not so loud. <laughs> the River Cinema has luxury recliners and expanded concessions that now serve adult beverages and is family owned and operated. So, we're rolling in here. We got about nine minutes or so to go. Um, I covered that. I wanted to hit a couple of quick things here. Uh, well, we got UND hockey coming tomorrow night. Who's playing? They're playing the Mavericks, the land cows from Nebraska, Omaha. So they they'll be on the docket Friday night and Saturday night. 
And then I think the women or the men have a, a game on Saturday too. The I I know the I think both the men and women UND men and women both play a game tonight. Huh. So there is a there is a game at Well, they've had some little bit of struggles lately those two teams. <laughs> Yeah, they're not doing as good as they thought they were going to. Uh, me but. either. Me, yeah, I thought so too. I, I did want to um, the Mondac Athletic Conference. You know what that is, Bill? Well, that'd be Montana and Dakota, and that I think has to be like Jamestown, Valley City, Dickinson, maybe. Yeah, Williston, some Montana schools. Anyway, the uh, the the. Mondak uh, Player of the Week uh, in girls basketball, women's basketball, is from the United Tribes Technical College, uh, a gal named uh, Myona Dufany. Hmm. I believe she's a four wins kid. Oh, okay. But Player of the Week, so I wanted to make sure now I who, mentioned her. Who, who was that other the guy that we had on from Bismarck that was your buddy there for a while? Oh, well, John, John Berryhill, his daughter was playing at Wapiton. Right. Yeah, they're, they're still playing. His girls are still playing. Okay. Um, and then uh, the other thing was the uh, USCHO men's hockey came out with their new poll. Okay. Uh, University of Minnesota, uh, North Dakota's ranked number four. Uh, Boston College number one. Boston University number two. Wisconsin three. North Dakota four. Quinnipiac five. Denver six. Maine seven. Michigan State eight. Providence nine. Western Michigan ten. Arizona State eleven. The Goofers are 12, and uh, Massachusetts 13, St. Cloud at 14, Michigan at 15, New, New Hampshire at 16, Colorado College, who had the big win over the Gophers here recently, uh, comes and in at, too. And, and swept UND at home, yeah. number one team in the country at the time. Uh, so they're coming. They're ranked number 17, so they must be right in there in the pairwise. Uh, Cornell is 18 and RIT is 19 and Penn State's 20. Uh, but UND at number four, still right about where you want to be at this time of year. Uh, so there's that. This was another interesting fact about hockey. Yeah. So you know Minot State. Never heard of it, although I have a degree from there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so they <laughs> they have something that's called ACHA hockey. Uh-huh. And they're like number one right now in the – in the country in that level. So, you know, UND plays in Division One. So this would be teams I really don't think they even have scholarships at all. But they have like 17 Canadians that were all old hockey players that basically have given up on their career. So they go to Minot State to go to school and they just play hockey. They made a trip to Denver and played Denver one night and Colorado College the next night. Whoa. And they lost both of them. But it's amazing that they have a school that could compete with the... Oh, yeah, to even be there. The NCHC. Yeah. And, I mean, I think, you know, one of the scores was like 6-3 to three and the other maybe was 7-1. to one. But... Just to be able to even compete with those guys is amazing. Yeah. So, so I mean, I don't know how old the guys are we talking. I mean, well, these guys. Are, I hope they're yeah. not as old as we are. Well, they they finished, you know, playing juniors and stuff. And usually, yeah. you can play till you're like 
20 years old or 21 years old. Kind of the same things like Mankato gets a lot of those older players. Yeah. And then they, they'll play three years in college or something afterwards. And Well, know, there's nothing you like... You get the guys that are 25 years old. Yeah, there's nothing like a 22-year-old playing against an 18-, 19-year-old. Right. And that, that's just strength and body stamina and all that, you know, and if, if they're skilled enough. But I, I'm impressed that Minot State could compete with them because, I mean, that's, you know, being right in the game with them. Well, so there's that, and then... John Morant for the Memphis Grizzlies oh, came yeah. off his big suspension, and, and, and the Grizzlies went off a little terror, and then now he just had season-ending shoulder surgery, so he's done for the year. And that lathrum, is that what it was called? Yeah. I, I couldn't even – I didn't even know what the injury was, but I saw that it was lathrum, I think is what it's – so that must be – you said shoulder? Yeah, but, well, and, and – um, I don't know if you saw, like, about a week ago or so, you know, he came off a suspension for waving guns around, right? All right. And then he has, like, a game winner in a game. And then he does, like, this gun, like, replication on the floor, like he's shooting something. Well, I saw somebody else do the same thing, too. Yeah, it happened twice in the same week. And, but and, it was somebody from, like, Boston or something. Did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, Really? This is what you're going to do now in your celebration? Wake up. Wake up. Just stupid. Hey, I saw something on the news the other day. The USA American Junior hockey team. Uh, and I think Bill was saying, or you might have been saying something about, were they playing up in your neck of the woods well, recently? Uh, they they were playing in Sweden is where they played the that tournament over Christmas vacation. Oh, I saw something where the team got together and sang the uh, national anthem. Yeah, the, that, that was in the... Stockholm. Okay, all right. I didn't but, know if that was back in your neck of the winter. But the U.S. won the juniors. Right. Canada yes. got yeah. knocked out early. Yeah. So that's the one that, I don't know, what year did UND have it? Well, it's been a while. Because yeah, that was, was Taves and, and, and uh, Ovechkin and those guys. And, and, you know, those guys are all so at the end was, of their careers. You're looking 95 or something, would that be about? I suppose, I suppose, yeah. But, mean, and they I, also, I'm, I'm surprised it hasn't been back. Well, they said, I don't think it's this next year, because I think it kind of goes Canada, England, and Canada, and then to the USA. Huh. So they're going to have it in Minneapolis in, I guess, this year's was actually called 24 so I think it's going to be in Minneapolis at twenty six. Huh. Well, do they play? Do they play hockey in Minneapolis? Well, for some reason they've got an XL Center, and then they've got something called Mariucci Arena. So they have a couple rinks to play it in. I guess they they need a couple, kind of like Thief River and Grand Forks. Uh, well, okay, Mariucci. Huh. I don't know. Fair weather fans down there, from what I can tell. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that's all I got. Too bad you go for fans. You're never going to get my heart. And, and, and that's un- obvious. And unfortunately, we live like right on the river, so you know, there's go for fans like within stone's throwing distance. No, it happens. They probably have guns too, Monty. Oh, we got guns too. And a backhoe. 
And a backhoe. A backhoe, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a bad reference there, Supersonic. Buried Just throwing river, it out there. Buried on the riverbank somewhere. Go flood, Raiders, flood, go flood control. Yeah, well, that's all. See, so you got anything else? That's all I got for sports tonight. I, I had best of my notes. I'm through them now. So, uh, Bill, you got anything? No, I'm done. You're done. All right. Uh, our producer over there, Supersonic. I'm good. As always. We'll talk next week. Great to have you in here, buddy. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to tonight's Fork Sports Highway. Catch us live every Thursday night at 6.30 right here on Grand Fork's Best Source, live on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, and now partnering our millions. Find our past shows by searching GFBS on your favorite podcast or social media apps. Support GFBS by leaving us a five-star review on Google or checking out the donate link on top of the GFBestSource.com website. That's all for today. We'll see you next week.